1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: You're listening to the West AMY podcast with Davon X. Oi oi!
2: Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself Dave Walker and ex employee. Sadly we are back to business as usual after another defeat, this time to tabletop in Arsenal. We talk about that performance, growing concerns over David Moyes and whether Declan Rice should be captain of a club he wants to leave before getting the latest from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Way. X, Einstein said the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Last night we went to Arsenal, same formation, same players, same style of play, and we lost 3-1. Whilst neither of us expected a win, concerns continue to grow. What did you make of the performance?
3: Um, yeah, I think you summed it up well there, to be fair. That's exactly it. Um, I... Um... Obviously we didn't expect it we've said from day dot when this fixture was on the horizon that it's you know we're gonna lose it we're not going to get anything from it which is a negative attitude to start with anyway but an attitude that you just come to accept at the moment unfortunately because we never do well against big teams and we never set out to go against them but what happened yesterday was majorly frustrating because we we managed to get ourselves into a winning position you know at half time as well so we got them in to the dressing room, been able to talk to them. And you would think we'd be able to, you know, at least hold out a bit better than we did, Um, but we didn't. And our play is just so predictable, as you said, same players, players that really shouldn't be in in the team. And I'll come on to some of those individuals in a bit, but um, yeah, just the same negative outlook against a big team. We go up, we go there, we set up defensively, they're better than us, naturally. And so they score, and then we don't know what to do. And as you said, it's the same thing over and over again. I felt it was a great time to play Arsenal. Like, it's never a good time to play the top table, top of the table team. But when they've had a bit of break, you know, Jesus has just been injured. You know, we have set up, um, mucked up their system they had before the break. And um, we, we just didn't take advantage. We didn't attack them enough. We weren't positive enough. Um, and it's just a disappointing end product again.
2: Yeah. I mean I know they don't have Jesus at the moment, but I think if anyone fucking needs Jesus is us at the yeah. moment, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean we're desperately close to the bottom of the table now and it's um it's just really worrying, and it really worrying. Yeah. I mean, you were there last night. I wasn't. Yeah. What's the general feeling like in the stands at the moment?
3: Well, it started off positive. I mean, obviously, this Boxing Day and an eight o'clock kickers, so quite a few people were merry due to substances. um, So I saw quite a lot of different substances going into different parts of the body in the toilets as well when I was in there
2: <laughs> um, different parts of the <laughs> body
3: <laughs> but, but anyway
2: um, on are you the, sure, um, yeah, I'm just picturing that are you surely supposed to go up your arse Jeff yeah yeah trust <laughs> me that's, that's what your mate told me alright give us five minutes
3: and, uh, and uh, yeah so um, God, within about five minutes we've got on to sexual reference so, uh, I, think broken our, I, think I think we've broken our own record there <laughs> mate <laughs> 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 yeah, um basically it started off positive. The atmosphere was good. I, I obviously when we went one nil up it was really good atmosphere. Um, but the minute the minute it started to turn Get very negative. I'm saying a lot of people shouting stuff about Moyes. I thought Declan got a good reception. You know, I was interested to see what sort of reception he would get. Um, given the comments during the World Cup about, about his future. But, yeah, he got people with shouting his name. There was no issue there. And I thought I thought it was a good atmosphere. But yeah, the minute the minute it started to go negative, um, then the fan base did, and it became quite toxic towards the end. And, and I left, I left 10 minutes before the end. I didn't even see Did you? House. That's not like yeah. you. No, it's not like me. I didn't even see the hours chart so I can't comment on that, but I, because it, you know, it was boxing day. My, my kids were at my parents. So it was a really late night for them. And so I just thought I could beat the traffic here and I left 10 minutes before the end. And, uh, to be honest with you, I was one of the few remaining at that point. So, um, yeah, it was, um, it wasn't great. Was it at all? And I just, like you said, on the introduction there, it's doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. I mean, there's there's three three things for me that massively, massively stand out as a problem at the moment. It One, we're always so defensive against the bigger teams. We never go out from the start. And even against the lesser teams, we never go out from the start and look to attack them early on. It's always a defensive, let's just see what happens. A hold on then, maybe nick a couple of goals. It's always that. We always mm. give the big te- bigger teams too much respect. Moyes' record against the big teams is appalling. You know, well, he's I mean, never beaten
2: Arsenal. At Highbury or the Emirates, he's never taken uh, a win there away. You go.
3: And he's got records like that at Old Trafford, at Anfield. You know, it's a yeah. consistent thing. So, so he obviously just sets up too negative, shows the opposition too much respect. And he keeps picking. The same underperforming players. Now, yep. you probably you probably all know who I'm going to turn on now, but uh, a friend mm. of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, basically. I saw a stat, right? Obviously, he got subbed off. and I don't know how accurate it is because I just saw it on Twitter, so I'm just basically taking it on face value without actually checking whether it's genuine or not. But Suchek plays 78 minutes, right? and he, compla- he completed eight passes.
2: Wow, is that how, right?
3: How the fucking hell is that Jesus. possible for a central midfielder? Bearing, wow. in, my- bearing in mind we had four centres, so he probably touched the ball at least once or twice <laughs> and passed it at the centre. That shows how ineffective he is. I tell you, one of the guys I was speaking to at the Gaming Cup and spoke to yes, apologies, I can't remember your name, but a uh, nice fellow who's going to come to the Everton game. And... Um, yeah, the Everton event we were talking about. And he said the exact same thing. After I pointed it out on the podcast, look at what Suchek does off the ball. Just watch him. Just when in a game. Just for five minutes. Just watch Suchek like he used to be able to do on Sky. You know, and you could do that play a cab on Sky. Yeah. Do it on Suchek, he, on, honestly, mate, he marks himself out the game. He <laughs> runs, he runs to where the opposition is and then runs alongside them. So he's not ever available for a pass. He, ne- When do you ever see Suchek make a bursting run through midfield into the box and be picked out? When would you ever see him, like, be picked out with a 50-yard pass? When would you ever see someone play a good pass that's on a check You don't, because he's never available. And mm. how he can consistently get in this team, when it's the one position where we've actually got options, you know, Lanzini, um, uh, Downs, Fort mm. Nows, even Coventry. I, you know, people are uncertain on him. Yeah, but I promise you he's a better player than Suchek. mm um, They should should be in that team. He should not be in that team. And I don't know if Paqueta is not suited to this league or he's not had a fair chance yet or Zuczek having a knock-on effect on him. But his performances for West Ham have not been good enough. And it makes you think, why did Moyes sign him if he doesn't know how to play him? You know, you've got at right back who constantly exposed, you know, played them on for the first goal. Fabianski, it's a bit harsh to pick on him because he's been quite solid this season for that second goal, beating at his near post. The keeper should never be beaten at the near post. Kerrer, he's got mistakes in him. Whilst 90% of the time, he plays really, really well and he makes some great challenges. Almost every game, he seems to make a mistake. Mm. That third goal, he just got spun way too easily. Um, and it's just, too, and he mm. never changes up the team. And then when he goes to focus on a player to give criticism to, it's always Ben Rama. And yes, Ben, <laughs> Rama, oh, no. yes, ben Rama's pass for Rice was bad. It was. It completely took Rice out of the game, of which they counter and scored. If we'd actually played it correctly, Decker would have been cleaned through. I mean, maybe it would have been two goals ahead. So it, it was a bad pass, definitely. But when you've got a team of underperforming players, why is it always the guy who's arguably been our hammer of the year this season that gets picked out for the criticism? So there's a, sort of a number of glaring problems at the moment and it's that exactly what you said about Einstein is he's had six weeks to work on something different I've been told we've been working on our attacking plays that we've been working on being more um, intelligent in in-game situations and we've been working on set plays well I saw no, none of that none of that was evident yesterday um, apparently when we're working on set plays we've been working on them defensively as well I've heard rather than attacking which just sums it all up and it's very hard to offer a defense for him at the moment other than what he's achieved in the past. And how long does that give you give you um you know a bypass or such? Mm.
2: Well after the game I tweeted this I genuinely really like David Moyes, but I think his time has come now. We have the players. We now need the manager. I can't help but think that we are literally wasting our time with him in charge. We need a fresh start. New tactics, new ideas, new training, new everything. And then I got a reply from at Pugbubble, who said, (laughs) who said, do we have the players though? Paqueta hasn't impressed. Suchek is declining. Creswell's showing Age is catching up with him and Kara keeps getting found out. Does he have a point, X? Do, because we keep talking about this yeah, squad but... being one of the best we've ever seen at West Ham. Are we being too generous? Are they actually as good as we think they are?
3: Well, regardless of either way, Piquetta who do you say that? Paquetta, Kara. Who else did you just say then? Creswell, not
2: Cresswell, Cresswell Age catching up with him and right. and check. I mean, we all know about Tom. How 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 he's keeping Downs out the side when every single time Flynn's come in, he's done really well. I don't know.
3: Yeah, well, look at look, look at it this way. Who signed these players? Paquetta and Kerr signed in the summer. It's not like they were they were just brought in by a previous manager. All of these players, all right, Cresswell and. Um, yeah, like the others, well, Suchet was signed by Moyes, wasn't he? As well, I think from memory. But either way, Cresswell certainly wasn't. But he brought in Emerson, so he ad- he he acknowledged the fact that Cresswell maybe was on the decline. Brought in a left back, Emerson then never plays him. So it's it's really hard. I mean, it, it, he's got a fair point. Do we have the squad? But ultimately, we paid fifty million for him, one of, for one of those players. We bought. We paid thirteen million for another one of those players, and already we are saying we haven't got players so I think that's I think you've got to ask the questions a little bit above whether the players are good enough you've got to ask why were they recruited in the first place if they weren't good enough bearing in mind that one has played for Brazil in the World Cup the other all right, Germany aren't the team they were but one was playing for Germany in the World Cup as well. Um, you've got to ask the recruitment and then you've got to ask the tactics why is Paqueta not performing for West Ham? Why is he mm-hmm. not and, and and I think ultimately the buck starts at the stops at the match. I do believe we've got the squad and I do believe we have the right players to do well. Um, and Moyes has very, very quickly got to find out how to do that because, you, you know, I've said to give him until January and, and I think that's what the club are going to do. I'll do more on that in my section because I actually do have the answer to that because I spoke to numerous people this morning. Um, but... He has to he has to sort it out very quickly because there's such obvious things. I I cannot understand how a, a, a Premier League manager of the experience that he's got continues to persist with Thomas I, I just it just baffles me. Mm. I've been saying this for two and a half years. You know, like people gave me a lot of stick at the start. I even said this when he was Hammer of the Year. I said that the goals are over, are clouding over that he's not actually that good. And when he, and when you take out the goals from his game, what is his game? It's nothing. And and how a how a manager can't see this, I do not know. How he didn't swap Pakita and Suchet round, so Suchet was the more attacking one and Pakita's in central midfield as he was for Brazil. I do not know. I think we do have the players. I just. I, well, I can see his point because, in some ways, Packers is not the right player for us at the moment. You can argue Skabaker is not the right player for us at the moment, but clearly they are good players.
2: Yeah. So, that's, the, that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? That is the. Yeah. Fr- I mean, you know, we had it with Philly Panderson, we had it with, with Hilaire, and I'm only going back very recently. Yeah. You know, we keep saying these players don't fit into our system. Well, firstly, what is the fucking system? And secondly, why aren't we creating a system to fit the players. I mean, we're now talking about Italy's number nine, not working for West Ham, Brazil's number 10, not working for West Ham. Make it fucking work for West Ham. Yeah.
3: Or if they're not going to work for West Ham, don't sign them. Exactly. It's so
2: annoying. It is is off the Richter scale frustrating, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And this is, this is a, a major issue now because, you know, what, how much of the fan base would you say? anti Moyes has got to be near eighty-five percent, probably. Want the manager gone? Um, and Do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I reckon it's our like seventy-five at its lowest, and and I think I think it's a real issue for him now, and he's got some very important games coming up, and he and he has to he has to change things. You can't keep persisting with the same. Playing is the same formation that's not working. Yes, we were playing Arsenal. You know, we we all expected to lose that game. We did. But when you're one nil at half time, and you, and they weren't, they were the better team. But we managed to nullify them. We we're one nil up. You got to offer a better fight against them in the second half. And the better fight against these teams like Arsenal, who are renowned for their attacking abilities and not so much the defence, is to attack them, is to go out for that second goal, attack, attack them, and hope you get it. Because either way, their attack's so good, they're going to break down what defence you're offering most of the time, as is proven with Moyes' dreadful record against these clubs. So you've got to go out and attack them and then and, and, and try and take the game to these sides. If we've got a second goal and they're 2-0 down, their fan base is so fickle and so reactionary, they would have turned on them, and then we've had yeah. it. And um, it's just frustrating. And, uh, and I question a little bit as well what the other coaches are doing. You know, yes, we all criticize Moyes, and ultimately he's the one that does take the buck because he's the manager. But we've got Kevin Nolan, who is renowned for scoring goals as a player. You know, we've got Nevin, who's in the England setup. You've got McKinley, who's highly rated and was a central midfielder in his day. You know, like, why is no one identifying some of these key weaknesses you know there's got to be someone that can see it um and yeah it's frustrating like I, i'm trying to you know i always try to look positively on things and try to give a positive twist it's getting a lot harder however the one positive twist i can put on it they say we didn't expect to lose that game every single one of us mm-hmm. wrote that game off before and that's an awful attitude but it's factual now is the business when we play brentford twice when we play leeds when we play everton you know, Wolves, all of those teams are beatable. And if we can't mm. do that and we go into February having massively struggled against them, then I hate to say it, but he he has to go. People will say he has to go before and, and probably they might be right. But ultimately, I don't think he's going to. Um, because the board back him, I don't think the options are out there. People will throw names at, at it, but are they really the right option? You know, I've seen people talk about Benitez, he's 67. The people are calling Moyes a dinosaur. Benitez loses a couple of games, what are they going to say about him? Sean Dice, you know, yeah, Decent did well for Burnley, but people were very quick to jump on Allardyce's back for his style of football they going to get very similar as Sean Dyche. Um, Who's the other one? I've had Scott Parker sacked twice for Bournemouth and Fulham. You know, the minute he starts to do bad, people are going to jump on his back. So the key problem at the moment is that there's no other options that are glaringly obvious to me. That
2: but a Celtic manager keeps getting um, a shout yeah, on social the, media.
3: He's the one I would want. He's the one I would want. But really? Re- yeah, realistically, or well, from what I've heard, I can't claim to know too much about him but from people that I know he's agent and obviously the agent's gonna speak highly of him but I respect his agent's opinion and from what I've heard about what he's done at Celtic now obviously it's a two horse race in Scotland so you never really tested in Scotland but apparently if we're gonna find someone that's gonna be able to take the club forward he is a good shout but like again as I just said there he's unproven he's not young so why has he not managed a big club before now um you know, there's questions about if it, would he leave. Would he even? I know it sounds stupid, but would he even leave Celtic to come to West Ham when he's top of the league in Celtic, smashing everything, got a good chance of winning even more stuff this year. So then come to a relegation battle. If I were him, he's better off saying, "Listen, stick with whoever the manager is at the time being for West Ham, and I'll, and I'll be interested in talking to you in summer." And in that way, if West Ham are staying in the Premier League, which hopefully they would have, he's got a project he can start.
2: Yeah, and he leaves Celtic having won trophies, so there's no guarantee. Oh, mate, I, I I I can't agree with that. I, I think he, he'd be there's no chance he ain't coming to West Ham. We could call him now, and he'd, he'd be on the fucking no, not, he'd be I'm on the great. motorway now. I think Celtic
3: are a massive club, mate. isn't yeah, but like...
2: yeah, but they're a massive club in a in a a, a Conference League equivalent. Yeah, it's you know, it's a massive club, and yes, they play by default Champions League football. But it's a it's a two club league. It's it's Mickey Mouse. Scottish football is pony. Yeah, the, you compare I that just, to but... the the Premier League, which is globally renowned as the greatest division on the planet, and and you've got West Ham, who are in the nation's capital in a sixty six thousand capacity stadium with a quality squad of players. There's no way he ain't leaving Celtic for West Ham. No way. Even if we'd just been relegated.
3: No, no, he's not having that championship when he's that highly rated. Mate, no, I'm only. not
2: having it. I think we could be you in know. fucking League One. He'd come to West Ham. I'm sorry, Steven, I'm not having
3: Steven, it. Stephen Gerrard turned down other Premier League clubs. He only went to Aston Villa because he considered them to be a big club, and he was at Rangers, and he's English.
2: Well, what are so these I, other Premier League clubs? I don't know.
3: One near the bottom, but he's he certainly
2: did. What and they were better. as big as West Ham in stature.
3: Well, not probably as because West Ham are in the same place as West Ham in the league. You know, yeah, I, but that's
2: I even mean, more attractive then, isn't it? To to, mate, to take over a big sense. club where where really you're in a no-win situation. Uh, a no right. uh, sorry, a situation where you can't lose. You come in, you turn it round, and suddenly you're everyone's hero. Mate, uh, and a mind. club of West I've, just same I've
3: just said to you I know his agent very
2: well. Just leave
3: it at that. <laughs> that. That that's the answer that we need, whether he'd come now or not.
2: Because You're fucking telling me, that factually, you know he ain't coming to West Ham? Or wouldn't he He's come a, to West Ham? He hasn't, he hasn't what, a what a fucking he hasn't, idiot. What really? a fucking idiot. Really?
3: He hasn't been approached yet, obviously, because David Moyes is still in post and he would definitely consider the West Ham project 100%. But to say he'd I can consider it. it. It's a,
2: like, what an opportunity for him. I can't, you I, mate, you've blown my mind there. If, if genuinely he would even need to give that a second fault coming to West Ham from the Scottish Premier League. Oh, I don't want him. What a fucking... What a numbed. That's unreal. That's mate, unreal. It's, anyway, it's a mute point anyway, let's be honest, because yeah, Moyes is still it's, in charge. Exactly, but fuck me, that's you. mad, that. Mate, it's wow. completely hypothetical. Wow.
3: Mate, can I just talk? It's, it's completely...
2: <laughs> <laughs> i sorry, but you've really shocked uh, me there. Go on, carry on, carry it's on. It's
3: completely hypothetical anyway, because I know. we don't know... He hasn't been approached. We don't know if he would definitely ultimately say no. You know, if West Ham came in and offered him, but I don't know what wages. On, but if they offer double, then he'd have to be very, you know, thick-skinned to turn that down. Um, and he probably would consider West Ham at the end of the season. But you've got to think at the moment, West Ham is a really difficult project. You have got a lot of underperforming players. Well, at the moment, it obviously is for Moyes.
2: Well, it's and that's him. the problem. That's why we're talking about other managers. It is for Moyes.
3: Okay, but- well, we don't we don't know what it's, it's like for another manager. Project
2: for anyone else, I think. Do you? I do, yeah. I do, because...
3: So why Why has Moyes struggled? Pellegrini struggled? Bilic struggled? Like, the Allardyce even before that?
2: Well, a bit, I think um, Allardyce style of football. I think Billich um, lost a dressing room. I don't think he's a Premier League manager. Uh, He may well be next season. I don't know. I don't know how well Watford are doing, but, you know, he's in the championship now. I don't think he's a Premier League manager. I think he was floating on what was a very romantic fairy tale last season at the bowling where you could argue, and I know this is controversial, you could have had a lot of managers in charge of West Ham. And actually, we would have had the same outcome. Um, so that turned out to be an absolute car crash. Pellegrini was past his best. Threw money at him to get him at West Ham. Did he care? Was he really, you know, that interested? That invested? Was he really just looking for a retirement fund? And then with Moyes, he's coming, done fantastically well for two seasons. But sometimes in football, it happens. You, you, you just get to a point where the players they want new new ideas. They want new training regimes. They get. They get complacent. They maybe lose a bit of respect. Maybe they don't like his philosophy of play, so they don't listen to what he says anymore, and it just turns stout. But yeah. you talk about another manager coming in and working with those players in that stadium, you know. And you're talking about West Ham in the nation's capital. Any, I, 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 maybe I'm just deluded, right? Anyone outside of the Premier League. In any country, I can't see why that's not appealing. Especially if you're at Celtic in the Scottish fucking Premier League. Blimey, I could go at Celtic and win that division.
3: Yeah, okay. I'm not
2: having that yeah. that's, that's just crazy honestly what I don't think it's appealing there? to anyone I think anyone that is in charge of West Ham so, is very lucky to get that post
3: so why why is it that there's a, we are that when we're talking about new managers we, we, we're struggling to name any potential and on the last week's show you said the reason you wouldn't get rid of Moyes yet is because there's no other manager out there that you can see as a realistic replacement and now you're saying practically the whole world would manage West Ham
2: Well, because in my opinion, and this is why I put the caveat in, maybe I'm deluded. I can't understand why there aren't a queue of agents on hold to David Sullivan saying, my man's interested in that job. So I don't have the answer because as it stands, maybe maybe they're not. So I I don't have the answer as to why they're not. Secondly... my knowledge of global managers, who's available, what they've achieved, isn't the greatest. So I can't sit here and have a, a genuinely educated discussion with you as to who are the top 10 managers that can come in and do a fantastic job. They, so my knowledge lets me down a little bit in that respect But as your well.
3: knowledge of how social media and how the press and how agents work is sufficient enough to know that if there was high-quality managers that were re- chomping at the bit to get to the West Ham job, you would know about it?
2: You, yeah, but you've also like, you've also got to take into account that if West Ham aren't currently entertaining the idea of another manager coming in, then there aren't going to be those managers available even if they want to come to West Ham.
3: Yeah, of course, but people would still make it known to David Sullivan that they were... Listening. Maybe they have. Maybe they have, but why is he then saying there's no other managers available?
2: Well, because maybe, and look, I'm I'm only sort of backing up a theory that a lot of West Ham fans would have. Maybe David Sullivan, after spending 180 odd million in the transfer window, doesn't then want to pay money to get rid of David Moyes and his coaching staff, and then pay big money again to bring a new manager in. Yeah, maybe he's probably, like, do you know what? If if we finish fourth from bottom, I'll take that. If I don't have to spend another penny, because I've already done me bollocks on a, a brand new squad of players. Well,
3: quite possibly. But look at look again, and you know I'm, I'm slagging off my own team here. I love. When- I'd love to manage West Ham. I'd, I, I can't see why anyone wouldn't, but trying to give it a balanced opinion and take. My claret and blue glasses off. How comes in the previous time we've had to go back to appointing David Moyes because we had no other options. And then when we appointed David Moyes in the first place, there was no other options. So so it doesn't like, if we'd had all these lists of managers, you would know by now if, if if when we appointed David Moyes, say the first time, you would know by now if there was top managers that were gunning for that job because they would have said, oh, "I was, in, I looked at West Ham in that year, or I'd like to have gone there." Blah blah blah. But you haven't heard anything. It's all hypothetical. We can't prove it either way. But I
2: think so, you, you, so. You're telling me you don't think Bielsa would come to West Ham.
3: I think Bielsa would come to West Ham because he hasn't got a job. But would he, would you want Bielsa at West Ham? I, I,
2: if you if you said to me, Dave, there's a button there. If you press it. Instantly, you're swapping David Moyes for Bielsa, I'd press it.
3: Okay, but then this is a guy, and you know, he's got good credentials in Europe. Don't get me wrong, he's done really well in other leagues, did well for Leeds, got them promoted, ultimately lasted what a season in the Premier League with them and sacked, and hasn't been offered the Wolves job, the Everton job, all those other jobs that have been up um, since then.
2: Yeah, but then you could say the same with David Moyes. He was dying on his ass with his yeah. career. And he's come yeah. to West Ham and taken this club on the verge of winning the European trophy. Okay, but
3: that's what we're saying. When we took David Moyes, he was dying on his ass. So you're telling me that every Premier League, every manager in the world wants West Ham?
2: No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm saying that I genuinely can't understand why there isn't a queue of managers that would want okay. to come to West Ham. Well, that's, that's from right. a fan's perspective. Yeah, yeah, Factually, I, I that seems to be the case, and I don't know why that is the case. Maybe, okay. maybe these managers don't want to work for Golden Sullivan.
3: Possibly, yeah. Maybe that's it the problem.
2: Because yeah, I, I, I mean, you explain to me, right? If we just break this down, you've got, by our own admission, one of the best squads we've seen in our lifetime, if not the best squad of players that a manager could come in and work with, right? We're playing a 66,000-seater stadium in the nation's capital. You are coming in... And playing football in that stadium with this squad of players, and Man, you are you are two points off the bottom of the table. A couple of wins, everyone thinks you're a hero, and we go forward with this brand new project. It's a win-win. Also, believe it or not, contrary to beliefs and certain theories, Golden Sullivan are very good players when it comes to managers. So you're also going to put a few quid in your pocket. What is there? Not to want about the West Ham job, no, X. No. I don't get it.
3: Oh, well, I, I don't know the answer to that because obviously I would I would be like running down the M11 now to get the manager's job if it was offered to me. But I, I, I'd I be gutted know. with that
2: appointment, by the way.
3: <laughs>
2: I'd rather have Sean Dyson, you know, and there's nothing <laughs> personal.
3: You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have C-check in the it two and a half years ago. So you <laughs> no, wouldn't, wouldn't have signed Sebastian Llorca. You know you can't. You can't knock <laughs> that. But, um, but I am. The thing is, you, I, I agree with you from a fan's perspective. Yes, of course. And you know it's the West Ham in some ways the ideal club to manage on Football Manager if this was the scenario because you're right. It ticks so many boxes. But ultimately, whenever it comes up to us recruiting we're always saying well what are the options we, i've already told you that pochettino as of what two three weeks ago said he didn't want the job oh fuck um, him
2: fuck him I well i don't we, we shouldn't even talk about that prick fuck him
3: right so Tuncho, i don't know the answer directly but from what i've heard he's not he he's not keen so that that's the two obvious ones that you take there might be someone out there that we as you said our football knowledge isn't good enough to know about in, in other leagues and stuff. But ultimately, theres re- there's got to be a reason why all these matches aren't queuing up. And as you said, maybe it is Golden Sullivan. Maybe it is expectations. I don't know that, the, the, you know, you look at the Premier League and realistically, when you break it down, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool... Um, uh, Newcastle now, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs. That's seven clubs that are bigger than us um, already. So getting getting even eighth is a is an achievement. It, realistically, when you put it all down on paper, and that's not including the likes of Aston Villa, you know Everton. Maybe if they could get a bit of form together, a better of a decent manager, or whatever. But anyway, the league is a hard league to manage. And maybe, maybe these managers feel that West Ham is quick enough to compete at the, at the top end of that league? I don't know. But you'd have to ask them. But I think it makes it very hard at the moment to say what the ultimate solution is because, to me, there is no manager that springs out. And, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm 100% bad boys. I don't. I've started this podcast by giving you three glaring mistakes that he makes every single week. And I think the players are beginning to get frustrated with him now. So I think they could throw mm. that in as well. A fourth that he, he may have lost... Not necessarily the whole dressing room, but certainly sections of it. Um, And so I'm very close to being Moyes out, as I've always maintained, and I'm not a person to go back on my word unless I've got a good reason to. I still think we need to see what happens in January. I'm not confident. I'm sitting here thinking, God, we're probably going to lose all of those. And then people are going to say to me, why did you not want him earlier but the ultimate line is because a, i don't can't see what the correct solution is i think knowing what knowing the board we would probably don't even warburton on a temporary basis or noble on a temporary basis which may not be a bad thing but we don't know whether mark noble can manage um or we'd end up with benitez or daesh on a temporary basis and i just don't think that solution is the solution i saw other people say the other day on twitter you need to get certain managers in and give them a five-year project and tell them you build this you build this let's see where we are in five years there's no way in a million years that west ham fans would allow that to happen because the minute and it's like all football clubs not just West Ham, it's the world we live in now, but the minute things don't go to plan, you know, and we had to say a period of time that we're having with David Moyes now, bearing in mind the two previous seasons, yes, there's more to it, I know, but the minute there was two or three bad games, that we go, oh, this manager's got to go. Five year projects do not work in football anymore because the fans and the boards don't have the patience for them unless there's immediate success every single year. So the options out there to replace Moyers are very limited now. What I would be doing if I was the board, I would I would call him in and I would question things. Why are we so defensive? I'd put the pressure on him. I'd say to him, "Look, these are the these players are underperforming." For me, if I was the manager, I'd have Ariola in. I'd take Fabianski out now, just to I guess it's a bit harsh on Fabianski, but because I want to completely freshen up ideas, I'd take Shafau out and have even Johnson or Kerr at right back. Hopefully, Gued would be fit. For the next game, so I'd put a Gwed in there and maybe move Kerr right back. <clears throat> I'd, I'd be thinking about Cresswell for Emerson, but I, I'm not convinced on that one. Suchek I would take out and I'd put Flynn Downs in there and I'd put, put Paqueta. Oh, no, actually, I would, I'm not even sure on that one, maybe, but I would take Suchek out and have Rice uh, in alongside maybe Paqueta and have maybe Nows or Ben Rama in the centre. I haven't worked this out, I'm just go off the top of my head, but that's four or five changes I'd make immediately and expect Moyes to not do them because he's the manager but certainly consider it and I would say and in that time I would say to him look we, we've got to be honest you're no mug you've been in the game this long we are going to be considering other managers if you don't turn this around and I'd be looking at other managers and I'd be going out there and talking to him I'd make it clear to Moyes you know we're back in for the time being but we've got to have alternative backup plans if things don't go to plan if Moyes is um, what's the word uh Realistic, hopefully he would understand that you've got to explore what all alternative would be. He'd hate it because it's like not right, but it's the only way a football club can operate. It probably operates anyway behind his back. You just have to—we're just being honest—and we would look what the alternatives are, and then judge it at the end of January and see where you are. It wouldn't be too late us to stay up as long as we don't go down this year and we have a run in the cup that's basically what we've got to we hope to achieve this season now and we're not that far off turning this season around in terms of points so that is what I would do
2: Mm, well, one thing's for sure. If we can't tempt the manager of Celtic to come to West Ham, we're banging trouble. Oh, mate, I don't care what listen, anyone let says. Let that go.
3: Let that go. I, I can't let it you go.
2: You've, you've blown my mind with that one. I, I can't it really go. Answer, That's unreal. Then... In fact, I think we should spend the rest of the show talking about yeah, it. I can't I'm believe saying, it. Martin O'Neill
3: turned us down to stay at Celtic before. Yeah, well, he's an idiot and all. Actually. Well, <laughs> right, okay. This is your all your opinions. I'm just going what the facts are. But let's and just the facts on.
2: are incredible. I can't get my head <laughs> around it. But listen... I don't want to open up a can of worms here, X, right, and get into a massive debate. Because I know for a fact this will go down like a shit sandwich with you. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight with you. I'm really uncomfortable with just how much everyone is talking about Declan Rice and leaving West Ham and how he's too good for us, how everyone will wish him the best when he leaves, how they can understand why he wants out. I mean, it feels like it's becoming the Declan Rice show to me and that he's bigger than the football club. And this is our captain the captain of a club that is in trouble. That concerns me as well. I would add that to your list of concerns because I'll be honest, X, I'm seriously, seriously missing Mark Noble at West Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's due to start his new role from the 1st of Jan. i would be, be on the phone car. to him now saying, no, can I pick you up today? Yeah, well, it's only five days now, isn't it? Whatever, but yeah. He... <laughs> five days too long. Yeah, i think we're missing that much x i really do I, I agree I, mate, I, I, let, let's get him in now. honestly he i think does. we're missing him massively at west ham x i really think we're struggling without him
3: mate. you don't need to tell me that how many times have i said people underestimate how much of a importance he is to the club and all these people that sat there slagging him after a year's time in the last sort of two three years constantly on his back constantly um they um they were so deluded as to what importance he was and that has just been shown. I totally agree with you and yes, the deck and right situation is not ideal. No way is it ideal. You don't want your captain to be making it clear that he's leaving. But ultimately yesterday, you can understand why he's playing in midfield of three, Pequeta, Suchek and him, with two of the players, one of them touched the ball eight times. You know, like, you can understand his frustrations. and yeah, Yes, that's not ideal, but I think any any good player in our team right now would be feeling frustrated. Jared Bowie would be feeling frustrated, was in the England squad at the end of last season now, nowhere near that form. Ben Rahm will be frustrated, performing really well, yet constantly the scapegoat. scammer would be frustrated. So you can understand why Decker Rice would be frustrated potentially looking elsewhere. It's not the ideal situation, but it's a summary of the position that West Ham are in right now. And I, I think I understand your point with him. And yes, there's people who are talking about it too much. But that's because the media, we know ourselves that transfer business is the most like thing that people pay the most interest in I mean I obviously don't want to give the figures away but if people knew what happens to our patron in in the transfer window compared to non-transfer windows that's the biggest indication so it's because it's not necessarily Declan's fault it's because that's what people want to talk about and the fact is you got Chelsea Manchester United Liverpool all these big clubs where their fans are obsessed with new players and stuff um, talking about it so you can't hide from it so that's not Declan's fault yes what he said in the press wasn't ideal but these things would have been happening anyway. People be been talking about his future anyway. The, the 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 main problem is we've got an underperforming side that means that we've got unhappy players and players are going to be targets for other clubs. We've just got to sort it out. It's an obvious thing to say, but sort it out on the pitch immediately and, and then hopefully things will pick up. When you look at the league table, I was looking at the league table this morning and we're not that far off. And I know we keep saying that, but it's not like we're 30 points behind... Where we need to be. If we can string a good January together, you know, we'd be mid table by the end of it. We've got this month is just so important for Moyes, obviously, but for the club as a, as a whole. And, you know, if if we haven't picked up a good nine points or so in January, I would say when you consider Brentford, I'm going to include Brentford, even though it's December, Brentford, Leeds, Everton, Wolves, and um, I think, is there one other, or I think there's a cup game as well. If we haven't picked up maybe, you know, at least three out of five wins there, then you've really got to have
0: questions. But
3: until that point, there's nothing you can do. And when I talk about it in my section, you'll realise there's nothing more that we can do.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app.
1: That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 16-123. That's 16-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Oh, I'm just saying that. I'm I'm listen, I'm not having a pop at him as such. But it's it's just a concern for me, and it's a growing concern because it, for me, it just seems to be more about Declan West End. So what do like you game, do then? Games show appearances, press conferences, talk about his admiration for England teams winning, tro- teammates winning trophies. Fans talking about his departure being inevitable, and and I'm watching him yesterday. X right, this is our skipper. Yeah, on the back of everything I've just said, and yes, he's frustrated. Right, we all are. As us, us as fans are frustrated, and and his teammates maybe inwardly are frustrated but none of us are the captain of West Ham he is yet his reaction to these performances is just to throw his arms up in the air and bollock everyone now but it's not it doesn't seem to me like it's a productive bollocking it's not a Mark Noble bollocking it's not a put your arm around someone know how to manage them get them back up get them fighting I don't know if he's got that in him X and for me again another sign from Declan Rice yesterday is by publicly showing his frustration in front of the cameras like that, rather than Ging him up, it's once again, it oozes, I'm too good to be here. I'm better than these players I'm playing with. And it worries me that this is a man that's a captain of our fucking football club. That's the point I'm
0: making.
3: Yeah, and I agree with your point to an extent, but let me just throw two caveats to that. Firstly, um, when West Ham were under um, Avran Grant and we got relegated. Then, oh no, let's not talk about that because that was a different character. But let's say under Billich in the first season at the new stadium and under Pellegrini, you know Mark Noble. And I'm not digging Mark Noble out, but what what did he do differently to what Declan Rice was doing then that made that turned it round? Uh, like,
2: the first season in the new stadium when we were massively
3: struggling.
2: Well, like, I don't. I think I yeah, but think yeah, but like, then you, you you can also say X that he had the the responsibility of dealing with a massive, massively traumatic, and I'm, I'm not understating that, traumatic event in the club's history with leaving Upton Park and going into the London Stadium, where the stadium was an absolute shit show. Home fans were fighting with away fans because they was all sitting together. The stewards were shit. No one was happy. Declan Rice don't have anything like that on his plate. No, no, he doesn't have we're any we're still- anything like that to but- deal with.
3: My emphasis is why I don't think you can pin all of this on a, on a captain. Like, yes. Oh, captain.
2: of course not. Of course not, X. Of course not. But I'm saying, I fuck it. I'm going to say it. I don't think he should be captain at West Ham. So, what, what do you with do everything with that's going percent, on, you're I don't think he Boyce. should be. I think mean, he should be skippering okay. it.
3: All right, fine. So you think you so you're going to put him in the team? Yeah. So you're going to play him, but you're not going to make him captain. Is that what you're going to do?
2: Yes.
3: All right. So who's captain then?
2: Right. It's it's not easy to answer that question by the way, because again, another issue at the moment is I think we lack leaders in the group, but I'd give it to Creswell.
3: Right, so a player that he thinks on his way out and has been underperformed.
2: I didn't say that. Someone tweeted me saying No, Uh, no, no, I I was telling uh, you you what someone Uh, tweeted me. I actually uh, think, I don't think we show Creswell the appreciation he actually deserves at West Ham because he's been one hell of a servant for this football club. Yes, he has his bad days, but no one ever talks about his good days and he has them, you know.
3: And I 100% agree with you. I love Aaron Creswell. He's someone else that I would you know, speaks every now and again. I, I like him a lot and he's been a massive servant for this club, but you've just hit the, hit the nail on the head there. Majority of people don't give him the respect he deserves, give him criticism, don't appreciate what he is. Then immediately you, you, you've got, he's got the fans against him. Some of the players. Yeah, the he fans wouldn't be against
2: him, that. would they? And, in, and, and, and he's no, popular he's in the dressing intense. room. You said that yourself, he's popular in the dressing is. room. He is. And, he, and he's, and he's in purely by his age he has more maturity than deck and he's, and he is a senior player. And ideally you want the captain of a side to be a senior player and he's well-liked, well-respected. Why shouldn't he be captain versus someone who is constantly fucking hinting he, he wants to leave the football club constantly as his mind elsewhere, by the looks of it, by the looks of what I'm seeing doesn't apply the right level of leadership. When the chips are down, when it when, when, when we're doing well, brilliant everyone's smiling, he's smiling, he's the biggest smiler at the football club. But when chips are down, he seems to throw his arms up in the air and give up with everyone and and have this aura about him where he's saying to the cameras, look at the shit I'm playing with here, why the fuck am I still at West Ham United? For fuck's sake, somebody watching this game here tonight live on Sky or Amazon Prime called David Sullivan and make an offer to get me out of this football club. That is someone that shouldn't be skipper in West Ham. Okay, I think as much as I love me, Dick, I I love Dick X. You know I do. We all do. And he is he is too good to be at West Ham. Let's be honest, he is. But I, for the reasons I've given, I don't think he should be. He should be captain inside.
3: the side. I think I think you're underestimating how much this does um, affect him and how much he wants West Ham to win. You know, you, you're, you're, I'm
2: West sure West he does. I'm right, sure he, he does. Care, but he, he also, care. I think, he wants to leave West Ham more than he wants West Ham to do well.
3: I think ultimately, if he was to ask deck what he could, if he could pick anything in the world, what it would be, it would be to remain at West Ham and win... We're win a fucking new time. contract then? No, no, I haven't finished the sentence yet. To remain at West Ham and win the league and win the Champions League, he's not going to do that. Hence why he wants to leave. Well, but he
2: also said I want this club to match my ambition. Well we've just gone out and spent 180 million pound and was, was a Nats' cock away really when you look at it in the grand scheme of things for qualifying for the Champions League on the back of that statement. So if anything if anything it showed that we were on the right direction but it doesn't seem to which make a
3: lasted difference to. which lasted a couple of months and then we were then we we're now in a relegation battle and and already
2: Well hang on you've just said to goes. me you've just said to me that a couple of good
3: results and we're back on so what is yeah, it? but but well, mate, come on. Listen, you, you, do you honestly believe that our season, this season, last season, the season before, is matching the likes of Manchester City and uh, all these top clubs, and will consistently match that those those um, standards that they set?
2: No, I don't
3: exactly so there you go that's his ambition and that's what he's talking about west ham will never achieve that as much as it pains me to say it it's it's the bottom line we've all known that since we support west ham for 40 years mate no more than that no however old i am 42 West Ham have not won anything. So yes, we might have spent 150 million or whatever it was, but we're still at the bottom of the league. Yes, we get a few points away from getting to the mid table. That's not the ambitions of a a world-class central midfielder. So the ambitions of a world-class central midfielder are to be challenging for the league and the Champions League and winning it most seasons. And and he isn't he isn't anywhere near that standard, and that's the point. No, uh, uh, fair and enough. The,
2: in which case, uh, X, in which case, mate, stop kissing the badge, stop doing the crossed iron, yeah. stop telling everyone you fucking love West Ham and get your move. Because, not being funny, when Slavin Bilic said stuff that's identical to fucking Declan Rice, he got called a Judas. Yeah, but we we was, treat Declan like He's Jesus Christ. That he's part he, in the fucking red sea. But Sam you know he, he, he doesn't out. want to be here, ex. He doesn't want to be at West Ham anymore. And he's and he's the one leading this group of players that are fucking uh, literally what two points off the bottom of the table. Slavin Bilic
3: tried to talk, walk out on West Ham to join Everton, who were below West Ham in the league at the time. Hadn't won anything for probably as many years, maybe a, a few FA Cups in the 80s and leagues in the 80s, but certainly not in recent years. Was as bad, or oh, as similar stature team to West Ham and he said that. And he walked out on us um, for more money, essentially. Declan's been offered a massive contract that would make him the highest paid player in our history by a significant amount and he's it not. Still won't be
2: as did as get a man city, by the way.
3: Maybe not, but you can't prove that because the contract has been offered at West Ham is significant. Um and credit to the to the board for doing that. Um and they um and yet he's continu- continuously stated it's about winning things and and matching his ambition, which all all players of his ilk would want to do. You'd you'd never get like I, I think of a foreign equivalent in a, in another team, you know. But as I say, my football knowledge is, is not good enough. But take Mbappe, for example. I know it's a different of fish, and obviously Mbappe is much more established in the world game than Rice. But he's just the first name that came to my head. If he was playing for, I don't know what the West Ham equivalent is in in France. But let's just pick out. I don't even know if they're in the top division. But let's pick out. Let's pick out Monaco, right? Monaco. If he was playing for Monaco every single season um, and performing as he is on the world stage and for Monaco, everyone would. If he then said, "I want to join Real Madrid or PSG or whoever," it would just be understood because, and it would be the same for any other player. If, if um, um, let's say Harry Kane, if Harry Kane was playing for Southampton at the moment, he would move on from Southampton. If Alan Shearer which he was, was at Southampton, he moved on to Blackburn for money and stuff. You know, every player of the equivalent stature in the game, as Declan Rice would be in the same situation as he is now. Uh, And I think, yes, I understand your point about the captaincy, I do. And it's not ideal, of course it's not. You never want to have a captain that wants to, you know, that's talked about wanting to leave the club, but then you think... Scott Parker, you know, Scott Parker was, although he was never officially West Ham's captain, he was going to go if we got renegated, he still performed and led the team as he did.
2: I think, I think they are. Yeah, but the, the thing is though, mate, at the same time, all of these players you're talking about, all of these players, were they ever seen laughing with their best mate after a defeat, appearing on game shows at a terrible time, alluding to wanting to leave their football club during an international not, press conference while skippering a- it?
3: He's not, firstly, I don't know because I didn't study those players in enough detail. Secondly, he's not appeared on game shows in a difficult time. He appeared in a game show which was at the start of the season. It was before the Nottingham Forest game that he he appeared on that when it was one game into the season and that wasn't even when it was
2: recorded. Right, the viewers didn't know that, did they? So do, do you not think, do you not think it might have shown a little bit of intelligence from either him or his team to say to the producers, when will this go out? And then if they say it will go out in two months' time, then they make an educated decision as to whether that would be the smartest thing to do if things well, aren't going well for West Ham. One, Look, I mean, one, it's, it's 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 in the grand scheme of things, X. That isolated example is not a big deal, and it was but one collectively, the collectively, all of these things I'm talking about, it's not ideal. No,
3: it's not ideal, and I agree with you. It's not. But in terms of what is the issues at West Ham at the moment, I would say there's at least five. If not more pressing issues than, than that at this point in time, and I think if you was to take the captaincy off Declan Rice and give it to someone else, Cresswell or you know whoever else is a contender for it, I think you would. I don't think the players would think that was the right move. I think Declan is very popular in the dressing room. I think players do respect his leadership. The amount of times people talk about it as in the players talk about how good he is you know he he goes and watches he tries he basically tried to reinvent himself as another Mark Noble in the sense that he goes to all the, like, lots of the academy matches, he speaks to the young players, I mean, he attended the friendly obviously against Fulham the other day like he's trying to have that whole club approach but yeah it's not ideal that he wants to leave but you know that that's going to be the case with a top top player I've, I agree with what you're saying I'm not saying you're stupid for having that opinion because I can see why you would but I honestly think in the grand scheme of things there's a lot more pressing issues than, than that and I think the players. Players would also say the same if you was to give a poll to the West Ham players now confidentially, no one knows who's voted what. And you was to say to them, Do you think, bearing in mind all the speculation with Declan, he should be um stripped to the captaincy and given to someone else? i very much doubt many of them would agree
2: with me. That's interesting. I mean, look, I'm not a player myself, unfortunately, I'd love to be, but if I was a player, I would want to listen and take advice and take inspiration from a captain that would want to bleed for that badge on their chest, not want to walk away from the football club. So I'm I'm yeah, looking at it from yeah, a human level as well. So maybe the players would unanimously vote to keep Declan charge, but I don't know. I, I think you, you, and I know Mark Noble was nowhere near as good as Declan Rice. I'm not talking about the fact that, you know, he, he had chance to leave West Ham and did, and that's a mute point because that n- never came up in terms of the levels that they will go on to reach. But in Mark Noble's leadership, something that he, he oozed was... The passion, the love, and the fight for this football club, and without even saying it, he would say to his players, "You're lucky to fucking be at this football club. Make sure you show that when we cross that white line." Yeah, definitely. A Mark Noble, but would but but sick. but with Declan, the, the aura, the 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 impression he's giving is, "I won't be here for long, lads. So let's go out. I'm gonna skip. I'll moan at you all for how shit you are, and how you're not in my league for the next ninety minutes, and then we'll come in and." Uh, have a laugh and a joke and get on with our lives. You know, it's, it's different levels of captaincy. X and all I'm saying is I'm not overly comfortable with it. That's all I'm saying.
3: Okay, and well, I I agree with you. It's, it's not ideal. And you know, if I was to change, you know, 15 things about the club, one of them would be that my captain wants to stay at the club forever and be my captain for years to come. Definitely. But when when you talk about previous captains, so let's go. Like back beyond Mark Noble, who do the ex players that we talk about talk to in the last say 20 25 years um, say is the best captain that they've played under?
2: Yeah, but then I see I I know where you're going with this, but then ask the
3: question, let me go with it. I don't know, Lucas Neil. There you go, Lucas Neil. Right, so this is a player that turned down playing for Liverpool when they were you know doing well because he got more money at West Ham. He played yeah. at West Ham for two years. The minute another club came in for him that offered him more money, which I think from memory was Everton, he left us. Yet during those two years or whatever it was he was at West Ham for, he was known as the best captain they've ever had.
2: Exactly. He, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly so that. Question, so you've proved uh, my point. No, you've so actually just proved say, my point.
3: Mate, how do you know what my point is? when I haven't even made the point.
2: Well, because you've just say. answered it. From, from what no, you've I just haven't. said there. I but listen, the, the greatest players of every club will move on if, if you're of West Ham's level. I fully expect Declan to leave West Ham. Do I think he should leave West Ham? Yes. But how are you going to conduct yourself until you do leave West Ham? Lucas Neil didn't do any of the stuff that I'm talking about Declan doing in the yes, run-up uh, during his captaincy.
3: Yes, he did. No, look what? It's like the fact that he met, he, in interviews, he said he joined West Ham because they paid him more money. You
2: know, what... what yeah, but, but, what but like? I'm not being funny. They, they, they might have paid him more money, but to get him on board whilst paying him more money, he was the, the, the perfect shining beaker of an example of a captain. For that money, he gave something back in terms of leadership. I don't oh. think... Declan has the same leadership skills as Lucas Neal did, and he's he yeah. certainly in the run-up to leaving West Ham. Didn't do any of the things that I'm talking about that I'm not happy with Declan doing the or or being involved in it, in terms of the discussion.
3: The only reason you know that Lucas Neal was a really good captain at that time is because you've heard stories about it. None of us would know enough about in the changing room at that time when it was going on as to how good he was because we weren't there. We don't know. We can't see it. So the only reason we know this is because their ex-players have told us. I'm what sure. What is your answer then? No, no, it's not because I'm sure in five years' time or whenever, when we start to get people on the podcast that are played under Declan as a captain, they'll be saying the same things as what people say about Lucas Neal.
2: That Maybe so, but I don't remember as a fan ever being uncomfortable with the conduct of Lucas Neal's leadership. I am with Declan Rice, so I'm only telling you how I feel as a fan, giving my yeah. opinion and the reasons why.
3: Okay, well, I'm only telling you about how I feel.
2: No, it? but at, at the end of the day, that makes that could walk cats. into this fucking studio now, shoot me with in the fucking head with a sawn-off shotgun, and you would make a defence for him, wouldn't you?
3: <laughs> no, want to be fair. Like, so, you know, do I'd you know, quite, know what I mean? After
2: today, I'd quite like him to do
3: that. So, yes, I would. But... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why,
2: though? Well, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting down what I believe are legitimate grievances. That, that and, and I'm not putting the sole blame on Declan Rice, by the way, for the shit show that we're seeing at West Ham at the moment. I'm saying that I think the, the in inverted commas, the Declan Rice situation, I think, is a part of the problem at West Ham. Yeah, uh, and he's saying. and he's a world class player that we are lucky to have. But in yeah, inverted you... commas, the, the the Declan Rice situation, which has a lot of subcategories, is a contributing issue to West Ham at the moment. I believe. Yeah, of course, I'm not. I'm not disputing. And that's I'm all being... I'm saying.
3: Right, okay, what well, I'm saying to you, in the grand scheme of things, it's not ideal. As I say, if you were to so picture perfect, the ideal situation of a football club, you've got a manager that makes the right tactics, makes the right substitutions, picks the right players, wins games. You've got a fan base that love and support every player at every moment, good or bad. You've got a board that backs the club and spends money every single window and develops things like training ground and all that. You've got an academy that consistently produces players you've got a scouting network that unearths gems, you've got players that all get on etc, 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 in the grand scheme of things, yes, having a captain that is like Mark Noble, 100% committed to West Ham, and I said all this at the time, so you don't need to convince me, 100% committed, the best captain we could have a legend at the club, etc, etc of course, that is the ideal football club, unfortunately ideal football clubs don't exist, and at the moment when you go through the list of things yes, I would say it's an issue I would say you're right, having a captain that has expressed that he isn't fully committed is not ideal shouldn't definitely. be the captain should have but lost the armband
2: there and then mate as, as soon as that became obvious and that conversation took place because it would have co- took, taken place the, the golden sullivan would have said why are you not signing this new deal and he said we right. be, be honest i want to leave at why that you point not saying this last year then this is when it happened it's been going on for over a year because we were doing well we're doing... because exactly. we were doing well and That's now we're thing. not doing well
3: exactly now this is an
2: issue get- yeah, because that's the, what I'm trying to say to you. But the fact we're that he thinking... was captain last year and we were doing so, well shows that it wasn't necessarily an issue at the time. Now, yeah, because... he's he, he, him saying even more so, I think, and it becoming even more obvious that he wants to leave oh, whilst yeah. wearing the armband and we're not doing well, now is an issue. Yeah, and that's because I think it's on. detrimental in in a in to a degree to to the way the football club is performing. It's
3: based on results. Last season, Declan Rice was the captain of this club. Yes, Mark Noble was there alongside him. But Declan Rice was the captain of the club. We were all lauding him with praise. You know, we're in the Europa League semi final. How good is it to be West Ham? David Moyes, one of the best managers we've had. West Ham are doing things we only dreamt of. Loving Seville, loving Leon, loving Frankfurt. or not so much Frankfurt, but loving the previous two. And and loving life as a West Ham fan. Declan Rice was the captain. Then
2: Declan Rice, oh, vice captain, program. and obviously he, 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 by default because Mark played less games, he was the captain on the pitch. But he was still he was still the vice captain, and Mark oh, Noble okay. was still at the club. But who Declan was, Rice went on? And the, and, he, and and, and mate, do you I'm know not what? Really X? My point. Not yeah, no, but, but can I just say though, um, in the dressing room, Mark Noble still would have been the go-to guy, even though Dex just won the armband for ninety minutes.
3: Of course, and Mark Noble is still going to have that impact in January. So he's going to be back to be able to do that. And the club identified that and brought him in to do this. They wanted to give Declan a bit of space to try and grow into the captaincy without Noble effectively breathing down his neck. And then they've made him come in in January to sort the situation out. But my point is, last year, Gary um, Declan Rice went on a program with Gary Neville and he said categorically on that program, All saw uh, exactly what he said in that interview, and barely anyone said a thing about it because West Ham are doing well and West Ham are winning, and now the chips are down and we aren't doing as well. Now it's suddenly a problem, yeah. But you
2: know why? You know why? Because, Because, because yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but let me explain why the psychology of why, right? Yes, it is a results based business, you're right. Yes, everyone is fickle, including myself, but either consciously or subconsciously when West Ham are doing well, you're thinking this situation with Declan Rice, that interview he's just given that overwhelming aura from him that he doesn't want to be here anymore. Isn't the end of the world because my football club is still doing well. So subconsciously, if he was to leave tomorrow, hopefully we'll still continue to do well, maybe not as well, but do well when we are two points away from being the bottom of the table. It is now glaringly obvious that this is a real fucking problem, and and the conduct of the current captain isn't ideal. I don't, agree and it and it is a problem.
3: I don't agree with that. I agree with the sense that it is a problem, but the the, the reason it has now become a problem is because West Ham are underperforming. And now everyone's looking for reasons for it. So now something that last year, when we were doing really well, not one person raised a concern about it, and we're like, oh yeah, it's fair enough. We're lucky to have a player of that Of course, he wants to.
2: So you don't have any issue with this, then, no?
3: No, I've already said I have a problem with it. I've already said it's not.
2: So why didn't you? Why didn't you flag it as an issue last year then, when things were going saying, well?
3: Because when because I don't think in the grand scheme of things it's as big an issue. If the the issues are a midfielder makes eight passes in a game and marks himself out of it the the issues are we can't yeah i agree the issues are we don't attack from the start the issues are we show the opposition too much respect we're too defensive we're not good enough on set plays at the moment we've got players that we've recruitment that we've bought in for 150 million that aren't performing as well as they should be we've got coaches that don't appear to be delivering as much as they should and and therefore i've already listed eight. or nine things.
2: But yeah, an attempt to... should be our captain wants to leave the football okay. club. Uh, okay. That, that's the only point I'm making is you keep saying in the grand scheme of things, I'm not saying this is the biggest problem at West Ham. I'm saying you're listing six, seven, eight, nine things and on that list should be Declan Rice's captain. Right, well, if that's you my want right to... as, as a West Ham fan to give that opinion. You right, disagree with it, but that's what makes beautiful radio, isn't it? Right. If you want to go
3: through everything that's a problem at West Ham and you start to list things like, you know, we've got uh, an academy that, that, uh, that's brought maybe one or two players in recently, but not many over its years. We've got um, a constant PR issues with, with, with the board, not so much now, but we did. Um, yeah. stadiums I think
2: we've there. sorted out both of these things so far. I mean, the academy's okay. thriving and the PR's all right.
3: Well, the academy's thriving when you get players playing for the first team. That's the ultimate thing. And yes, they did in Europe. And yes, they, you know, Mbama came on yesterday. Ultimately, when you judge the academy, when those players make the transition to the first team. And yes, they have obviously with Declan and Johnson. Um, and players are on the fringes. But it's when they establish themselves as the ultimate success, I would say. But yes, on the pitch, the results have been good for them. Um, I think you look at... um. You look at, there's loads of things in the grand scheme of things. And yes, Declan being captain is not ideal. It really isn't. But if I'm going into a football club and I'm trying to sort things out immediately, that would be potentially on the list to discuss with Declan in the future. But there's much more glaring problems for that.
1: Mm, okay. Right. Let's see if X can cheer us up a bit. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything